Welcome, everyone, to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, 17, 18 people live watching us right now. Thank you so much for uh, the support. Um, we are uh, ecstatic of a uh, brand new season has started. Uh, obviously, a lot to talk about. We tie, guys. Ah! Right. Um, you know, I already, already, already took it all off. I already took it, took it all out on people and everything. So I'm good. I'm ready to move on and turn the page. I think uh, there's a lot of things to talk about about game one against Montreal. We're also going to preview um, the game against Cavalry for Champions Cup that's coming up. We're also going to be talking about some of the the tailgating, the atmosphere, you know, some of the things that occurred during the game against Montreal. And even better, we're going to talk about bad officiating in the MLS. We're going to talk about bad. Is there really bad officiating? Right. So we'll talk about all of that and more here at LPO. John, how are you, my friend? Great, man. Monday. It's back here. You guys for another city pod, you know, um, slightly bummed. By the by the lack of win really wanted to get that w yeah but outside of that you know i did my moaning and complaining um, i'm ready to go again uh excited that we don't have to wait that long literally tomorrow night we'll be back at it back in the stadium um for some champions league action i can't wait no for sure um you know definitely the attendance was um was a quite big number um i have the actual number right now here I think it was around 20, 24,000, um, if I'm not mistaken, 24,000. Almost full, like really, really. Like almost like it was yeah. a big turnout, you know, and obviously on, on those days, you know, you want to make sure that you put, you know, people expect, especially if it's your first time watching, you know, soccer, you know, you expect uh, a 5-0 win, right, or a 4-0 win, right? Um Twenty-four thousand two hundred and forty-nine, right? How was the atmosphere, John? You know, I mean, you were there. You know, <laughs> oh, it was electric, man. You could, you really felt like everybody was pumped for the season and ready to go. Just uh, that kind of opening day vibes. But obviously, with that many people in the stadium, it, it's it's amplified the wall. I mean, I um, I took I reposted a picture um from stacy davis that she took of the wall it and Luis is showing it here on screen yeah beautiful when it when it's completely full like that oh my god it's just that's what it should be right a lot of people don't know but the wall is is kind of modeled after the dortmund wall so do yourself a little favor google a little bit you know on youtube watch a few videos of the dortmund wall that's sort of what we're going after Obviously, you know, the supporter groups maybe aren't as big that we have, but when you fill it like that and you see the whole thing full of people excited, jumping up and down, like I, I wish we'd have got a goal, Louise, because that wall would have would have popped off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh it was a tremendous, um tremendous game, you know, a lot of support poured in from not only recurring fans, season season ticket holders. But also from new faces are probably going to come see the team with all the hype uh, of of the season coming up upon us. So, um, you know, it was beautiful to see. I think it was, you know, I, I did feel a little bit of a disappointment from the players, too. You know, they felt like, you know, 
They could have put it away. They could have had a better first half. Um, and I think they should have. And, uh, you know, these are the games that we need to truly, like, analyze, but also not get too overly negative because we've been here before, guys, like last year, <laughs> like, you know, and then we ended up uh, rather low Cincinnati, you know, understanding. So I was thinking about that nil-nil tie at right? the beginning of last season against Cincy. Similar kind of vibes in this one, right? Like, you know, we just couldn't get the goal. Uh, we just couldn't get the goal. And, you know, it, they they also have a pretty good defense, the whole first half. And, again, we'll talk about the officiating later, but I think that there was some bad officiating in here too. Um, and, you know, Kokaro, you know, young player. We were talking about it on the preview. You know, young player from Argentina. He got into Wilder's head, you know, and Wilder reacted in a way that, you know, maybe he should have toned it down a little bit in that case. But now he's now he has to play against Inter Miami. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be tough, uh, but we'll see. Um, you said that was there there was a smoke bomb that, that broke out. Right, John? Also. Yeah, a bit of a negative on the wall there. There was um kind of over in the ruckus bottom corner here it was seen that there was a red smoke bomb went off obviously that's not loud on the wall something we don't want something that we you know the supporter groups don't allow i think it's a shame from the security point of view like i was in the wall and the line to get in the wall was longer and yet you know we haven't seen a smoke bomb go up in a long <laughs> time and today this is the game we get one so just a little bit frustrating um but also, I think, you know, hopefully they've they found the, the person that did it and they're going to get, you know, a ban because it's something that it's putting a bad light on everybody in, the, you know, that that area or that part of the stadium. And um, it's just, you know, always one or two bad people. And those people should be, you know, sadly, you're just going to get excluded if you do that and you're not going to be able to come to games anymore. Uh, and that's just the way it should be, honestly. So, right, uh, I mean, sad to see, but, you know, they probably dealt with it in the right way. Look, it's it's cool to be a, a skinhead hooligan, oi oi oi, you know, uh, rowdy, you know, uh, you know, help out your team and all that stuff. Cool, cool beans, my friend. But if you could see in the picture, if you look, if you go on your Instagram, okay, you go on your Instagram, and you go onto onto the left hand side of the picture, right on the corner, right here, um, there's two lovely ladies holding two newborn babies uh that what looks to be at least six months old at the most and then another little kid holding his ears like this right that's not the sight that we want to see at that well point. and i saw a dad post that his kid was like near where it got thrown and like almost hit him and stuff like it that's amazing it, you know it we want the wall to be family friendly as well if you want to take like i see kids in the wall time i think that's fine like I will cuss in the wall. I will swear. And I say, that's fine because we're there. But if you want to bring your child into an environment, I think you should be able to do that and safely. And I think it's a shame that, you know, something like this happens, but we don't want to dwell on that too much because the supporter groups were, were awesome and they showed yeah, out. Yeah, they got and, the uh, new banners, right? Yeah. They got a cool new banner for ILF and Adam Ruckus did a, a new sign, which got like the, the skulls kind of like the old three logos of the lion. So uh, you know, really good overall from them. I know they're pushing hard for memberships. ILF have the tailgate out there where you can go out and sign up. 
Um, so it's just a, a dampener on a, what has been a great showing from them and, and awesome to see the wall packed out like that. Yeah, you know, I saw that they were doing also some asado too there with uh, with yeah, everybody. they got the asado okay. going on. Logan's, you know, yeah, getting out I was there, rushing through traffic to make it there. <laughs> yeah, well, me and Paula right. were at the tailgate as well. Uh, we were hanging out with the, like in the area where the Minutemen are and the British Pavilion. Um, so that was cool for us to kind of get a bit of a pregame tailgate experience together. We posted our, our pictures on that as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's going to be, it, it was a great, it, it, I mean, that's, those are the cool things about, you know, Orlando and, and its fan base and, and when they're able to, to accomplish, you know, the atmosphere is just uh, bar none. I'm going to put some pictures. I don't know if you don't mind me sharing your, your Twitter, but I saw pictures of the tailgate and I wanted to share them right here. Right. Yeah. It was a great time. It's fun. It's, it's funny because we used to do it all the time at the Citrus Bowl. Obviously, there's a culture of USL of us tailgating. And a lot of the people that still tailgate there are from that era. And they, they're trying to. So I would love to see the tailgating come back potentially. You know, I, I think it's great to have bars and that option to walk from the bars or do your own thing or just come straight to the state. And that's fine. But I would love to be able to get like that whole lot full of people because the the kind of vibes you get when you're doing a big tailgate like that with a lot of the stadium coming out it's really fun and it creates that atmosphere and you know you're creating fun memories so it was great to see it was great to be out there with paula and, and alec you know on the barbecue had some some good meats there chef so, paula uh, we have uh, we have paula hi paula are you there yes yeah, sorry for that guys my signal got lost but i'm back that's um, fine. So, how was the tailgate? It was it was wonderful. We did like chicken kebabs with picanha kebabs. We had cubanitos. We had guava <laughs> pastries, and I laughed because of John. It's an inside joke. Um, I think apple because he was like, "Oh, guava," and he picked up the apple. Um, the apple like, espanol. Yeah, I'm like, John, that's not guava, that's apple. So <laughs> it was super funny, but it was super cool. Like John said, um, I would love to see that parking lot full. It's like at the end of the night, you will see it full, but not a lot of people tailgate. Like they just arrive like 10 minutes before the game, park and go in. I mean, I know a lot of people that wants to park there and tailgate and they can't they and they don't have that privilege so i would love to see more tailgate more tents around that tailgate area because it's, it's super fun yeah yeah i mean i i still need to go and, and make it to a tailgate I, I know for a fact that uh i will make sure next time i'm there hopefully you know I, we're uh, having I'm, fun luis and you're working the games this is the thing you're the worst you know, I don't want to go and, and get crazy and start going like Frank the Tank. And you got to be media, man. You got to be professional, you know. That's right. Yeah. Right. So. You can't be doing shots <laughs> with me and Paula. That's not allowed. I want to be like Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Remember that? All right. So oh, let's read yeah. some comments here. Mark Rodriguez, any idea why no opening match TIFO? That's a good question. I don't know about that one. I was a little, a little sad. I think they're saving it. Maybe they're saving it for tomorrow night or maybe I like the next big game I, what i i think i saw something that is a lot of time time consuming it is a lot and and there's not a, a lot of people who volunteers to go like it, like it's limited so 
I think they're saving it, like John said, to another game to do the Typho. So I think the Typho will be limited this year. Um, and and also they have to um, ask the club like per, for permits. And it's, it's a lot of behind the scenes that a lot of people don't understand. But I was kind of sad, too. I thought that it was a, a, a Typho on, on last Saturday. But it's understandable. Like if it, that's a lot, that's a lot of work to be done. So hopefully we can see it in the future. I don't know if against Minnesota or I don't know, a rival uh, Atlanta. So let's see. Yeah, correct. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, say <laughs> Buena tarde, this is Alonso. He's on there. How you doing, my friend? Good Do you want to see you. read Joshua Tall's um, yep. comments is, there the to get us was great. Yeah, the list was great Saturday. Refs suck, but we should have scored on our chances. What do you think about Felipe not being allowed? He was, I mean, millimeter. from the from the goalpost. I think a lot of right. people don't know that that still yeah. counts. He was offside, yeah. Uh, also, let's take care of business tomorrow and get through the next round and beat Miami. Yeah, it's going to be tough. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Also, the refs for Inter-Miami better not suck like they did when we played them at home. Is Muriel Visa approved? Yeah, I think Alonso reported, actually, he's there. He reported today that apparently he's good to go. So... Vamos, Luis. I think. Uh, hey, let's put him in. Look, let's put him in in the Miami game. You know what do we got? Well, I think I think he'll get minutes tomorrow. Yeah. Just to, like give him. I agree. Debut. Just throw him out for 10, 20 minutes at the end of the game, so that he's ready to maybe start. Miami. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Backwards, like put him the first thirty minutes and then um, sub with Duncan, so so he can be better prepared for our match on Saturday against Miami. This is, uh, this is he's confirmed and approved. More approved than TPS. I don't know. TPS. <laughs> well, okay. Well, there you go. So um, let's, let's dive into the game. Uh, I think we need to speak about the game. Um, let's start with the lineup right here. So, <clears throat> so we're looking at a, uh, Four two three one, you know, typical Oscar fashion, double pivot with Cesar Elhon Wilder, David David Brecolo. I do want to say now I, I got it right, you know. Although I will have to say this about people that say Brecolo, why do we get Brecolo? Because in in Norway, his song calls him Brecalo. So that's why it's stuck to. I think Brick they Hollow. learned his name incorrectly and then so passed maybe, that off to us. Maybe he doesn't want that to happen here. It's Brecolo. Yeah. It's on the bra. Yeah. Brecolo. Brecolo. Bruh. <laughs> David Brecolo, Dagger Dan, which had a fun. To me, to me, 7.5 doesn't do justice, in my opinion. He tried to do a header dive, he tried to do a. He was in the middle. He was on the right side. He, I'm sorry, but he played more than Facu Torres in this game. And, um, you know, I think Rafa Santos was on point two, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Ruan, which also had a good game. He tried to get with, um, you know, um, Dominique uh, Jankov, I think he was, and Matias Kokaro. So, I mean, 
what what are your starting thoughts regarding this lineup, John? I mean, with with what are your ups and downs here? I think it's kind of as we expected, but I was sort of hopeful the Ojeda would get in the starting lineup. So when Nico was in there, I was like, okay, that's fine. But Ojeda played well in the first game against Cavalry, and I thought he should be rewarded for the start in this one. But outside of that, that was and that's a minor, very minor thing. Outside of that, I have no problems with the lineup. Now, FOTMOB rated Thorhalsen 8.1. Right? So this is self-score, the one that I have here. But FOTMOB rated him 8.1 right here. So And they I mean, gave I mean, Brecalo or Brecalo at 7.7. So Yeah, and it was one of the first games playing with, with, with Orlando, you know, after four days of practice. Paula, what were your first thoughts regarding the lineup of Orlando City? Um I was happy to see the uh, Brecalo. <laughs> I need to think about his last name. Brecalo. Like, I was surprised, but at the same time, I wasn't because it was like the night before it was confirmed that his visa got in. So I was like, I, I think Oscar is going to push him to to start. And he didn't have a bad game. Like, he, he was solid. He was conservative. You can see he was thinking about the passes. And remind and let me remind our, our listeners, like he just got here, right? He's brand new to the league. He and he almost scored a header. So I have high hopes for Bre uh, Brecalo. <laughs> so um I think the um like John, like I, I thought that Ojeda was gonna was gonna get in, but we saw on the second half the impact of Ojeda coming in, we were more in the, in the attacking more side. So I think it was, I, I don't know. I think Oscar is saving him for Miami My, game because well. we, we have that rivalry game <clears throat> Saturday. So, but regarding of everything else, like I suspected, like I think the only curveball there was uh, Brecalo. The rest is, is like we, we thought it was going to be. So, so I'm honestly, uh, and I'll give the, the mic to John right after this. So my, my first insight that I have is horrible first half of, of Orlando city. I mean, it's just, I, I feel like, uh, it doesn't matter how many pregames you have. It was just an off day at the office, uh, for everyone in the first half, I, I believe, um, you know, 61%, from my understanding, I have the stats here, 61% possession with four shots, only one on goal in the opening period. Uh, then you got um, 10 fouls in the first half. <laughs> like, that tells you that they were not expecting, and I'm going to say this very conservative, they were not expecting for Montreal to be this good. I, I felt like they maybe thought, hey, you know what is Montreal, bro? They speak, you know, they speak the... You know, they talked about how they were surprised. Right. They were surprised that Montreal came out, Chaunier and Piet, freaking Piet looking like a little like a little brick coming and, and pushing people around. And then Kokaro, that young kid from Argentina that we were mentioning, a lot of personality. This kid was in Wilder's head, and then Wilder fell for it and um, got a yellow. Right, got a yellow, and also I felt like the, the the referee let the game be very choppy and very physical, overly physical, in, in my opinion. 
And um, again, none of the chances created in the first half. I mean, we could have had, um, you know, they, they, they attacked barely. I mean, they are, they are, we dominated after the second half, we dominated the whole half and, and nothing came in. So, John, what are your thoughts regarding that? No, I agree. I think I think the first five minutes was really, really bad. Like they they were all over us. We were shot like shell shocked. You know, um, remember in the preseason for the Society 21 game where we conceded immediately? That's basically what could have happened again. And we were lucky not to. And then we kind of got our stuff together and then started to, you know, get the ball more and have a few more attacks. But really, the, the first half was like I watched it back. There's there's not much. <laughs> there's not much going on. And I think the press was bad. Like in the first half, like I honestly I don't think Duncan was pressing enough for me. It was very inconsistent, our press. Like we were inviting them onto the ball quite a lot. I think Nico wasn't quite moving it fast enough. Like no one was really moving fast enough. I mean, I just look at Nico more because he's the guy I look at just kind of generate the play. But we we're just sloppy when we got the ball up in the in the first half. We just give it away or we just when connect, you know, it was just generally a bit too predictable, a bit slow and just not very well executed. Um, the second half was much better. I think putting Nico back at the eight uh, was a good move and something that we, like we talked about, we might see when we need to get a goal. So the fact that Oscar did that at the beginning of the second half, I think was really positive. Um, it's just a shame we didn't, you know, go on and, and get the 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 win. I will also say this: their goalkeeper had a, had a good game, but he only yeah. made four saves. Like we had a lot of shots, and you know, not enough on target, or just not enough testing him. A lot blocked, a lot of just you no know, shots that weren't ever really gonna cause him a lot of trouble. So I would say that I was a little disappointed that is the kind of game where I would have hoped us to win. And if we would have been all over them and still tied because he just had an incredible game as the goalkeeper, I would be like, okay, you know, we just couldn't get the W. They kept us out. But I think this one was a little bit more like we didn't create enough chances and test the goalkeeper enough to get that goal that we needed. So that's where I was a little bit disappointed in our performance. I guarantee you Pedro was not expecting to have two amazing saves in the seventh minute and eighth minute. Um, I, I believe that the space for them to capitalize on chances came through the flanks again, especially in the first half. Um, there was a Ruan, especially, you know, he was exposed with Corbo, who was one of their, one of their center backs there. They're having a tough time handling Torres and Angulo in the first half. But honestly, I don't know how Paola feels, but, I feel they overtouched the ball too much, especially in the in the rivals box. So they do these passes, and they do this at practice too. They do the short passes, kind of like tiki taka style, and then honestly, like no one shoots. Like I mean, it, it would be a great thing to 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 shoot shoot it, but I feel like they're overdoing it, overdoing the passing, it seems like. I don't know what Paula that, thinks about that's that. That's when Ojeda, sorry to cut you in, but when Ojeda comes in, he's much more aggressive and forward thinking, right? And I think that's why you see a big difference. 
No, and Ramiro Enrique did like that, like the overpass he had. He was inside the box and then he tripped himself with the ball. Nobody tripped him. It was with the ball. And I agree with that with Luis. Like, I, I mean, you're next to the like the goalie. Just shoot it. Don't like he was all over the place. And then I think in the in our mid, they they think too much. Like it, it, there's a delay. There's a delay, and that was something that I commented to Alec. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on because Araujo was technically not the uh, the playmaker, but he, if you can see the second half, he he had the the ball all the time. Like he was looking um, to the right, to the left, and I'm like, dude, just just pass it because he was like trying to think too much. And I think that's a flaw that we need to fix in the mid in the midfield. But um, but yeah, we can we saw in the second half that we had more possession, and then uh, yes, the referee sucked. But at the end of the day, even if the referee sucked, we need to score, and we had a lot of chances to score, and we didn't. So, um, I guess, like you said, Luis, they got Montreal out of the radar. And they thought that they were not going to press them. It was like a curveball. And it hurt. It hurt us in the first 45 minutes. They were pressing um, back and forth. We didn't have any chances. Um, only one, Brecalo, uh, had that header, but unfortunately didn't went in. Um, I was thinking if that header went in, he was going to get our hearts from the first match, but it didn't. But um, I think... Um, I think we need to figure things still things out. It's not the end of the world. It's just the first match. And I think our minds were not set for this press. That's the reality. Yeah, I mean, 15 shots, uh, four on target throughout the match. Um, 11 of them went to the moon and back. Uh <laughs> I mean, Some, it's it's quality, right? Sometimes right. not quantity. <clears throat> not quantity. Right. Quality chances, any of them, really. We didn't have a clear cut chance on goal all night, right? I don't right. Think. And then, and then I feel like, honestly, you know, the whole, you know, there were plenty of of of, of passes, you know, given away. And what would happen is, you know, they will do these pass, you know, the short pass um, runs, right? And what happens is they were so compact. Their backline was so compact. They actually, the backline had a great game. Um, they will neutralize, and then Montreal will go on the counter. You know, that's exactly what they would do, you know. Um, I posted and, on Twitter they knew that we liked the transition, and they just, you know, they did the old park the bus, like block a lot right. of the space out that we were trying to play in. So we have to then play intricate passing to get through them. But like you said, often we're just, passing it around and not actually able to get through them. We're just keeping the ball in their half of the field, waiting for them to counter. No, what I also take, and I don't know what Paul thinks uh, about this, but I feel Ramiro Enrique was a one-two punch coming off the bench. And he's been doing that consistently now, especially in the preseason. And now it showed against Montreal. And I think this is a great weapon to have. I don't know. What do you think about that? No, absolutely. I have, I have seen like since last season, like, He's a good web, like he's a good weapon to have in the bench. He can start um for one or two future games, but I can see him coming from the bench and making that impact. And especially in the wing, like John had said it before, like 
we like to see Ramiro on the wing better than being forward. And that's what we saw last Saturday. Um, that he struggled with those uh with his own, you know, touches. I, I still have that replay in my in my head because he just needed to shoot, but he likes to, I think, look at it and blah blah blah. But um, it's a good weapon to have for sure. Like we have a good bench. It's not like other like an example Cincinnati last year they didn't have bench they only have the starting 11 we have everything so it's a good problem to have I think with Enrique this time usually I, I'm with you that he should play left wing but this time I want him to come on and replace Duncan at the striker position for that yeah. same reason we we're just talking about Luis that we the only way to get through them was by playing like intricate we all we needed a false nine which you know Hopefully, a Muriel is available. You throw him in instead of Duncan, and he breaks the deadlock. But in this scenario, I would have gone with Enrique for the reason that he is able to connect better, I think. Um, and like Duncan, for me, he needs that space to run into. He needs like the ball to feet, whereas Enrique is more of a creative striker. And I think in this scenario, he would have helped us unlock. And he was doing a little bit of that from the left wing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but maybe it would have been better to put him in instead of Duncan when he was coming. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that he was going to come in instead of Angulo and replace Duncan, but that was not the case. I'm, I was confused too, but. Let's read some comments here. JCB's 95. When is not just everyone bitter at the results, especially with the squad uh, we have, but we need to get ourselves together and move forward. Completely agree. JCB's Cartagena was doing his head and made easy mistakes. Turnover. He was turning over the ball. Um, I mean, I will say. I mean, I know he was turning over the ball. The whole mid was just turning over the ball. Uh, Search Nash. Box play should be only one and two. Then shoot. No, so it says only one two. Shoot at the goal right away, or receive a shoot, or receive and shoot. That's right. Can we play second half into the wall, please? Yeah, third. I'm with you. I agree, Serge, 100%. Joshua Tall, I think we should press more. I mean, I think in the beginning, I think they would. I think now they know that they have to treat everybody the same. Duncan's really good at the press. Like, yeah. usually that's not something that he has a problem with, starting the press. So I don't know why he was. Maybe he was just tired. I don't know. The, yeah, and, and something that I will say about Duncan, um, I don't remember the, uh, the past that he didn't, went to the ball like he stopped running and i'm like why you stop running and then he was fighting i don't know if he was fighting with himself or with the player who passed the ball but i was like don't stop like it was kind of off i don't know if um, well we've never seen him play that long we usually take it off i was gonna say that that oscar was like leave him out there i was like "Mm, maybe (laughs) don't leave him out there so yeah, like it was kind of it was kind of weird and strange, and I don't want to put the Calvary game and Tuesday as an excuse, and then the ref. Like this is the season up with the upcoming games. Like we have a lot of game co- going on, so they need to get used to it. So sorry about that, Luis. Go ahead. This is uh, CJ. Well, that's a lovely sh- uh, still of me yelling at people. There you go. <laughs> it should have been Enrique. That's CJ, Joshua Tall. When we brought uh, Duncan out, I thought we were bringing Enrique on too. There you go. Second half into the wall would be fantastic, says CJ. Serge Nash, the wall equal high pressure. Completely agree with you. 
I think it would be fantastic if we do that. We we did see it a few times last we year. Did it, yeah, randomly. We did it randomly. I don't know. I think it's a coin toss. If it I'm is apparently mistaken. a coin toss, but we don't really see it anymore. Whoever is deciding where they come weird. out. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think whoever Honestly, is deciding that one confuses what, me. What side? Whoever, if if our listeners know if it's a coin toss or not, just confirm to us because I'm it's pretty kind sure of it's still a coin toss. It just doesn't happen on the field anymore, or maybe it does, and it just happens so quickly we never see it on TV. I don't know. Maybe they always go to commercial break when that's happening, and I'm not paying attention <laughs> in real life. It says Gnocchi says when Santos Santos came in, Angulo looked much more effective. What do you mean, Santos Laguna or because Rafa Santos played? And so because I don't see uh, coin toss happening on the field, says CJ. There you go. Yeah, me either. Me neither. That's why we're like, um, how actually this works now? Because I used to see it in the like when I started following the club, I used to see the ref doing the coin flip, but not anymore. I know what happens. I think it just doesn't happen on the field. Um, can we talk about Dagger Dan? How have we had 35 minutes without talking about the guy who got team of the week? My That's boy. Right. Dagger Dan, here. I feel I'm sorry, Dagger. I'm sorry. We have not mentioned your name and hailed praises to you yet. Uh actually, to be fair, Luis, you did mention him having a great game, but the man is everywhere. He's really coming into this right back, you know, do whatever I want, come inside, go up the wing. Just he's creative force. Like he's he's Julian Gressel esque, right? Can we agree with that? Like he's similar. that's a good yeah. He can do that. Like he can do everything that Julian Gressel can do yeah. from that right ring back, same kind of player. You know, I just I just think that it's it's amazing. It and it shows his work ethic, you know. He came in no no smoke bombs, no, no, no applause. Under the radar, came in, suited up, booted up, and started playing soccer. Said, "Hey, Oscar, where can I help you out? Okay, I don't need you as a D mid. Otherwise, you're not gonna play at all with that double pivot. So let me put you as a right back. Okay, I'll try it out. Let's go." And so, I like his 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 work ethic is just it shows. That's that's the reason why he's being successful right now in the league. And I think him being in the, in the team of the week, it, it's just, you know, cherry on the cake. And hopefully he just cements there. Maybe we have a future MLS all-star right here. You know? Hey, oh I think he God. deserves it. I'll do backflips. I'll do backflips. You know, look, Ricky Push. Look, he's right here, Ricky Push. And look, look, look. Ricky, Messi. I can't mark Messi in the last minute of the game, Push. Come on. How did he make team? How a parent, right? We'll talk about that later. No, but uh, uh, honestly, Dagger and then calendar, calendar getting more present. Pedro Galese also <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, I want to shout out to Alonso's awesome uh, Saint Pedro post. I think that was great. That made me laugh. <laughs> it's true. He is our like he saved us at the beginning of the game and the end of the game. And the Opoku. ending of he the game. He owned a poku. Yeah. Opoku was going in for that one, two, three, and oh man, I was like, I, I was, I was like this, yeah. And then Pedro, I did the you know. same. I was like, oh no, come on, and then boom. Yeah. But I'm honestly, there was a world where we could have, you know, it didn't happen, but we could have lost it there at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would get, thank God for Sangalese. I don't and like to think it. about it, but it could have happened. 
Yeah, that was that play. The only play they did was Ruan through the right flank and then completely opened. I think I don't know where the boys were at. And then Joseph Martinez was coming in to just, you know, pretty much a great cross by Ruan. And then Martinez botched it. I think the wall scared him. Beyond, and it probably, probably he did. I mean, we spent most of that second half with like our back line on the halfway line. Like we penned them in, like we were just dominating possession, couldn't score. And there was always that whenever you're that high up the field, there's always that risk that they're going to get you on the break. Like we let them have the opportunity on transition because they were so far back. Hey, I, I didn't know that Ilya Ramendi is an actual FC Dallas. That's crazy. Yeah. They signed him the other day, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, I think they signed him last year. Oh, last year? Oh, um, I think he I'm came sure. last season, but I, I might be wrong. I don't know. It's interesting. But anyways, um, we have some Oscars thoughts after post game. Um, right here. It says uh and I will summarize. Uh, this this was a very intense game for both teams. In the first half, I thought it was a little rough and rocky for us. We couldn't find the sequences that we normally found, and by the way, and the way that we play, we found a team that was trying to get by with speed and the wings and break our pressure. But when we had the ball, we couldn't just create sequences that got us much closer to the goal. So pretty much says they weren't expecting a team like that, right? The first half, we came and sp spoke about it and decided to make some changes uh, in how we wanted to face the second half. Much better. The second half, much better. I thought it looked more like us, and we created options to score and not being so clean, but we respect the job that Montreal did as well because they put their team in the much lower block in the second half. They have a couple attempts to move forward. I think we not dominated but not being so clean, so we take the point. So he pretty much admits that, you know, they weren't expecting Montreal to to play this good, you know. I think from my perspective, well, a few interesting things. One, Matt Boyle tweeted about how champion, you know, if you're in the Champions League, you don't typically do well, which I was kind of aware of, but the stats are are very obvious. I think the fact that we don't have a massive squad and, and the way that you have to build a squad in MLS means that it's harder to completely rotate, right? If we are, say, an Arsenal or a Man City and we're doing this in Europe, we can have a whole squad and have a B team that we can trot out and we have more options. For us, we don't have as many options. So I do think it is it is difficult to, to travel as far as we have and play that many games in the amount of time. But like Paula says you still got to get the result, right? You still got to find a way to win. And if we, if we're thinking about ourselves this year as a top team in the East, like a definitely a sort of top four team, then at home against Montreal, you, you got to get the win. And I think that's just what it comes down to. It's it's yes, you can make excuses, but at the end of the day, this should have been a, three points. Yeah. Plus they have the schedule. So they know what's coming. So uh, clearly, I felt I felt just like you. I felt like they maybe were like, you know, Montreal. You know, we we can definitely, you know, uh, I think we we could we could kill them in the first fifteen, you know. And I just felt they didn't think Montreal was going to be, you know, this 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 heavy when it come came to pressing and marking some other their their players. Like it felt like the Montreal studied us, and and they you know with a new coach, right? 
So good on them at, at that point, I, I do have to say. But well, they um, might be a really good team this year. We don't know. We have no idea. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but we'll we'll talk about um, cavalry, right? Because it's what's coming up right now. Tomorrow at six o'clock, uh, cavalry FC. They're already here. They practice today um, at Exploria, right here, with a brand new, beautiful, right here, um, a little screen. TV. The TV screen, you know, the, <laughs> I don't know how to call it. Jumbotron. Jumbotron, the Jumbo, the Titan Tron. I don't know. Right? It's just a big screen. There you go. It's a huge screen, but beautiful. And uh, right here, you know, you see them right there training, you know, getting used to that um, that little heat, you know, for them. They're for looking sure. at the grass. They're like, ooh, real game. Yeah, grass. Right? So, I've never seen so much sunshine. And that's uh, their coach right there. They're, uh, you know, uh, so w- what are what are your expectations now? We we have Miami coming up, the the El Clásico del Sol, right? The Sunshine State Derby, right? And then you have Cavalry. Now, do you do we do we think that they're gonna put a lineup geared geared out more of like you know? their starting lineup pretty much and then make some changes or are we going to see rotation? You know, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about that, John? I want Paula to answer first. (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's a mix between both. That's my opinion. And I think that's what Oscar will, will do. Definitely Schlegel will play tomorrow. And then, um, I can see Smith back in the lineup. It's a mixture. I can see. And if Paco or Ojeda is starting, they're going to be early. I-, I think it's an early exit for them in the in the game because we have to concentrate for our game on my uh, on Saturday against Miami. So I think it's a mixture. I don't I don't see us going full power. But at the same time, we will see Jansen, our regulars. I don't know if we're going to see Angulo. I think we can see Enrique start from Angulo. But it's, it's going to be a mixture. That's that's how I see it for tomorrow. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so um, Calvary's coach had a quote today. They did a post-press conference, well, pre, pre-match conference. And he said, the best way to eat an elephant is chunk by chunk. Are we going to be eaten, uh, John? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't. I think that was a weird. He's he's old school, you know? I said, like, he reminds you of Adrian Heath a little bit. He's old school dude, um, you know? But also, what do you say if you're him going into this? Like, how do you... How do you motivate the boys three nil down already, right? And especially with like he was talking about the quality and difference, and that's for me where I I would disagree a little bit with Paula. And not that I don't think you're correct, Paula, about what Oscar will do. I think you're right. I think he'll play a mix of experience and youth. But I think we could we could get away with playing a whole rotated squad side. I think you might make it potentially, you know. Maybe if we draw one one or something, right? It's not for me. I would be fine with that 
if we played a whole rotated side and managed to rest all those guys, you're still going to go through in Champions League, right? You could play, for example, and a lot of people will call me crazy for saying something like this, <laughs> hot take, but you could play, you know, you could play a back line of Mikey Holiday, uh, Schlegel, Salim, and Smith and rest everybody in your back. Correct. Line. Then you could play Felipe <laughs> and Kuchevsky. Then you could play, you know, who else up front? You could play Enrique on one side. You know, you could play yeah, Lodero in the 10 and on the right side. Ojeda. Oh, like if you want to put Ojeda to start and then bring someone else on, even Shaq could have a go, right? Shaq can have a go, really yeah. crazy with it. And, and then start Jack Lynn. I don't think that lineup is going to get killed by this Canadian team to the point where we are. And I refer to people to check the uh, Champions League graphics that show the probability of how we win or lose. We have to really tank this game. So I, I would say I, I have enough faith in a full rotated lineup that they would be able to go out there and get us a 1-0 or even a 0-0 or a 1-1. That'll get us through. And that way you've rested your entire team. I think a lot of people would think that's crazy of me. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm not going to take the risk. A lot of people say go the other way, play all the, them to start, get two goals up, and then take everybody off. That's fine, too. But I honestly think with three goals up and the quality that we're playing, we could get away with playing a full rotated lineup, and that would benefit us the most for Saturday. Uh, I don't think Oscar will do it because it's not Oscar, but but I think we could. <laughs> I think we could do a definitely a rotating. So I want to see Muriel. I want to see more. Uh, I want because to see even more. a rotated lineup, like we're saying, Luis, is not like all yeah. youth. You've got Ladero, you've got Schlegel, you've got experience right, in right. in the B team, as it were, right? Not the A team. I agree. I mean, I, I just think that the, the the strength that Calvary has is the unpredictability. You know, <laughs> so when we first started the game against Calvary over there at Starlight Stadium. You know, we started seeing the, the boys also kind of a little shocked with the turf, with, with you know, some of their wingers, you know, you know, doing dangerous, you know, uh, you know, forcing them to make turnovers pretty much, Orlando, right? And so I think that now the thing is now it's flipped. Now they're in our turf. It's grass. I think our pitch is a little bit bigger too. Uh, and uh I agree with you. I think we should just go and and go you know, with our rotated squad. And and I think the 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 huge test. And I think what what the fans too are going to kind of forget about this Montreal game. It's going to be, and also the league. It will be for all the pundits to start talking about us and looking at us in a in a positive light. Is to decimate Messi. In his home, at his house, that'll be that'll be the way. And and I think I agree with you. I, I think we should go with a rotated squad. I think you could also, because we have five subs, right? So say you're going to use all five yeah. subs, you mm -hmm. could start five starters, correct? Knowing that you'll take them all off at like half. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to see the likes of Faku playing more than a half. I Ten minutes. Wanna, right, I, I, there's no need. Like, we don't need to be putting out. And also, this is an opportunity for guys like exactly. Jacqueline. Like, if like, not now, when we're 3-0 up against like the Canadian Premier League side, then when? 
Like, honestly, and, and when we need to more than ever, right? It's not like you can pick anybody because we've got a week and we've got plenty of time to rest. We need to rotate, guys. Now, uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, read some comments real quick, and then we'll go to the lineup, a predicted lineup. It says, uh, John is lacking on his boy, says CJ. Gnocchi, love Ojeda, taking the 10 position to hard. He, he wants that job. There you go. Thank you so much. CJ, Pedro came in clutch, no question. That last shot they had on goal terrified me. Then Superman swooped it in. There you go, me too. Gnocchi, people not believing coaching makes a difference. Montreal coach was under Nancy. Most players knew him. Okay, great. Um, that's fantastic. Joshua Tall, yep, I agree, Luis. Yep, thank you so much. Guys, uh, keep dropping your thumbs up uh, and support the, the pod. Thank you so much for, for your support. Let's go ahead and uh, do the, the lineup real quick. Um, this is going to be all over the place. Yeah, I think. I could pick a different 11 from, from you, from Paula, right? Paula, what, what would you – I'm not saying what Oscar would say for a minute. Do you, do you think we should start some starters or would you go full rotation? I will say – some starters will start. I will say Jansen will be there for sure. I wouldn't put that. I just think Jansen the... needs a break more than anyone. That guy has I played know. every minute so far. Right? I know, I know. I wouldn't put Dagger on the field because he hustled last Saturday. Dagger, you could definitely just play Mikey just for play. 90 minutes. Yeah, look, I think we should start with uh, Mason. I don't think Mason. I don't okay. think May. I think sorry, but there's no what? Pedro needs to be in. There's Pedro. Really? He's a goalkeeper. We're not a rotier. We're, go, we're going Mason. Like we have, if we have, if we have Pedro available, let's put now Pedro. You're just, in. Now you're just teasing me. I know that you don't actually want to put Mason. All right. In. Okay. All right. We got Lacey right there. All right. So you're back four. It's still the Champions League. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you're back four. So are we do, are we're doing Kyle Smith instead of Santos. I, I agree with you there. I think that's an obvious one. Yeah, so that's an obvious one. Kyle Smith, I agree. Then you got your 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 two center backs. Schlegel, so I think definitely Schlegel. Schlegel, and I think it's going to be Salim. I I, I, would I could Salim. see Salim, but uh, I just not Jansen. Maybe Dev, maybe Bracalo, because like he, you know, he. He didn't but travel. He, talked, he could be more rested, maybe. But he talked about like he's he's injury and he he's, he's protecting tired. himself. So I don't think like what I capture from his answers, right? And this is me reading between his lines. It's not oh, Paula, no news. No, I don't know anything. It's just that he wants to be sure the next time that he goes into the pitch, he's one hundred percent. And I don't think he's 100%. I think. I, I think Salim could definitely happen. And it would be nice to see Salim get a shot. Yeah. I uh, Let's let's do some, some breaking news right now. Dun, dun, dun. Breaking news. Where's the music? There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Breaking news. It's crazy. All right, guys. All right. So, Luis Muriel, the club announced Luis Muriel being available for the game against Calvary, right? 
and the game and probably against Miami as well. He's available. So, Luis, I think, I think he will start tomorrow. I, I know that we haven't been like talked yet about the forwards, but he's gonna start tomorrow and then he's gonna get bench and Duncan will go in or Ramiro or Jacqueline. We don't know. So, okay, so let's go for so we're gonna go to Schlegel and what and Jansen. No, I think Salim. I don't Salim. think. Yeah, I think if it makes sense to rotate anybody, I'd go for Kahlo over Jansen. Honestly, give Jansen let's put Salim. Break. I will put Salim over. Brett yeah, let's do Salim because Salim. Uh, I, look, Bercalo may may or Brecalo. Sorry, Brecalo. Sorry, Brecalo. Brecalo. He might. He 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 comes from a really bad bad injury, so I think he's not. He doesn't feel like he's healthy. It just feels like he. He doesn't want to risk it, right? Either. So we'll do Salim, I think. And I don't we'll blame be okay. the guy. And then Mikey Holiday right back. I no, think. we'll do Holiday here for sure. I think that's an obvious one. Give Dagger a rest. <clears throat> and then uh, are we doing the, the double pivot? I think Felipe. I will Felipe. I will put in Felipe on this one for sure. So we do Martins and then we do who? Araujo? I think we do that. I think Cesar. I would love to see Kachevsky, but I don't think he's going to risk Felipe and a young guy. Does that make sense? Yep. And then right in the middle, where we're going to see one, Nico? Nico. Or Ojeda. I think Nico. Because he wants to play Ojeda. Unless he wants to play Nico against Miami. Whichever one he doesn't want to play against Miami. I'd rather see Nico. Okay. And then on your right winger? I think we might see. I mean, look. It, I mean, if it's if it's Oscar, I mean, we could probably see like, you know, Ojeda here, and then on the right, uh, on the left, we could see. Um, I could see that. I'm hesitant to say Shaq because I just don't. I don't. No, no it's I don't probably going to be Enrique. I mean, we could or Enrique could go. We don't have a. We're kind of lacking another winger, honestly. Yeah. We have Enrique. I would put Enrique on the left wing. Jack, oh no, Muriel probably up front if we think we're going to give him a shot out the gate just to get some minutes and then take him off. Uh, And then I don't, the right wing is a a big question mark. I think you're right, Luis. I would put Ojeda. Yeah. And then up top, Luis Muriel. Yeah. Yeah. We need to see what the guy's all about. You know what I mean? Take them off as soon as, you know, take Muriel off early, take Ojeda off early. As soon as Take we got out early or a couple goals, yeah, and then bring on Kachevsky, bring on Jacqueline, you know. Will you think that Nico wouldn't start tomorrow and Ojeda will be in that place? And then just because I'm thinking ahead of the Miami game to see how it works, that's what I was saying. Yeah, if he, if he thinks Nico, it depends who his, his depends, number 110 yeah. is, right? If Nico is his number 110, which it might be because that's what we saw against Montreal. I think right now, though, Ojeda is like we talked about the better option. So it depends whether Oscar's gonna put his faith in Ojeda in that position against Miami or not. It's too early in the season to to be oh my analyzing God. the so, formation. So, early. <laughs> so are we leaving it like this? 
Yeah, yeah, we can leave I it think like so. That. Okay, we'll leave it like this. So the lineup will be Galesa up top. You have Holiday, Schlegel, Salim, and Kyle Smith right in the back four. You have uh, your double pivot, Cesar Araujo and Felipe Martins. And then uh, three in the middle, you have as your number 10, Nico Lodero, as your left winger, Ramiro Enrique, right winger, Martin Ojeda, and then right up top, Luis Muriel. There you go. That would be the, the lineup that we're predicting here at LPO for the game against Cavalry, right? Um, I can see Muriel up- maybe off the bench. I think he definitely will play. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he I think needs he'll to get minutes. He needs to get his rest off, and you know, Im- you imagine if he scores a hat trick in his first game, I'll flip out. Yeah, he's gonna cook some cavalry guy. I know it. He's gonna just like speed pass some dude, and just like or just like spin turn somebody. <laughs> I can see it already. He's just gonna do something outrageous. He's gonna, he's gonna do a bicycle kick. Defenders just he's not gonna, gonna know what hit them. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to go nuts for be real. <laughs> All right, let's read some comments here. It says, uh, Gio, okay, Kochevsky, Enrique, Jacqueline, Rodrigo, Kyle, Salim, plus whoever. There you go. Thank you, Nyaki. Appreciate it. JC Beast in San Pedro, we trust. That's right. CJ, Breccolo needs a minute. Too risky putting him right this second. I agree. Yep. Plus, we we need to see what Salim can do also. I, I, I think at OCB, he excelled. I think he was a good, good asset. Uh, I mean, he, will... got that. he was in that game last yeah. year, opener against Cincy. He played a couple games against yeah. when we had injuries. He didn't look bad. No, he, he did not looked look really bad. good against Cincy. And that, that was a like... year ago. He must have gotten look, with this lineup. We're definitely going to get through. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying is we could we can take a little risk here and roll the dice with some. Even if you put Jack Lynn and you take Luis Muriel, we'll... we'll and those guys are them. hungry, right? Sometimes you give them a chance, you're going to see, because they, they, they're they stepping up to take their chance. Also, Thomas Williams, we may see him. That could but happen. Th- Thomas Williams, we're forgetting about Thomas Williams. I think he'd be, he'd be available, you know? He, he's been part of the... He's part of the team, so... There you go. So that's our lineup. Um... So what is your your final score right here, uh, John, for the game against Calvary? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go two nothing. Two nothing. All right. What about you, Paula? Hmm. Another three nil. All right. I'm gonna say this: Brace, Luis Muriel. And then a goal from distance, Gio Kochevsky, 3-0 Orlando. Imagine if Muriel starts and it's just so good that he scores a hat-trick in the first half. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll become yeah, Randy Marsh. I'll become like, like Randy Marsh in South Park. I mean, it could happen. The guy was just playing in Syria. This is, you know, uh, I'll become like when Randy Marsh won. Uh, when, you know, when Obama won the election, and there was that episode of Randy Marsh getting Obama. Obama. I'll, I'll, I'll flip out. Paula, what do you record goals? Oh wait, I didn't say who my goals. Who's scoring? Uh, I'm gonna go. Fuck no! I didn't put Fuck in the lineup. You're crazy, John. Oh, hey, duh. <laughs> Ojeda and Enrique. There we go. I will say Ojeda, Muriel, and Enrique. 
And I didn't even pick a debut goal from Muriel. I'm so stupid. (laughs) You're fine, John. You're fine. A lot of a huge, huge expectation for this game. I think we're going to do it. I think, I think uh, we got this under the bag. It's a great experience for everybody. Look, if you are not, if you're the first time watching the sport and, you know, like Champions Cup, it's CONCACAF's version of Copa Libertadores of the Champions League in Europe. It's it's very interesting. And I think we should, you know, if Orlando wins the Champions Cup, they will go to the Club World Cup. We will be representing the league in the highest stage ever, which will be a Club World Cup. If we win the Champions Cup, I'll never stop talking about it, Luis. Yeah. Honestly, I'll just, yeah. that's all you ever hear about is how we won the Champions Cup. We'll see John go to Saudi Arabia for the. <laughs> for I actually will. Genuinely. Yeah. If we win the Champions yeah. Cup, I will go. Yeah, we'll go see world, Orlando City against. Cup game. Orlando City against Man City. Or, uh? Imagine the scenes. Imagine. Grealish against Angulo. Uh, there you go. So uh, before we go, um, I just want to briefly touch on this real quick. I don't know if uh, just just look at this right here. This this was deemed a red card, you know. And then there was another play from their new the new striker for for LA Galaxy Pencil that came from Europe that should have been also. Busquets should have gotten at least a yellow or a red. I think he should have gotten a red, in my opinion, based on... Between the two things, he should have been off. So just look at this officiating. I understand the issue that Pro is having, but, I mean, this is the type of stuff that should not happen to any team. I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful game by LA Galaxy. Brand new players, Greg Vanny, you know, a, a lot of... Not, no one was expecting for LA to win to at least try to win this game, but they were like this close to embarrass Inter Miami. And all of a sudden, they get 10 men. They get a red card. After that play, the ref deemed that this was a red card. Now, they then they said it was sec- it's a second yellow, he, but he, you never saw on the video him taking the yellow card. He took the red card out straight. And clearly, this was not a red card play. Okay, I will say not even a yellow. He touched the ground. He literally didn't even go, not even for the player or the ball. It's just Sergio, man. You know, he's been doing this his whole career. He's just faking a good foul here and there. So are we going to see this against Orlando? Most likely, yep. We got to be ready. And uh, I want to give... If they're watching, like Wilder, like all the mid, like Cesar, like e- even Nico, like they're gonna try to do this type of stuff, like, and and um, we gotta they be on point. Intimidated that ref and bullied yeah. the whole game. Like Sergio is the worst at it, and Suarez and Matt, they're all just getting his face every time, every single call. And I don't, you know, I don't think he was a good ref by any means, but. The way that every single time anything happened, they just surround the ref and intimidate him. And they use that, you know, hey, I'm those guys, I'm messy. They use that star power to intimidate the ref to get him to make calls. And other people could say, hey, that's doesn't work like that. It kind of does work like that a little bit. And it was it was quite evident last night. 
And, and um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Paola? I don't know if, if you feel like. I feel that um, this temporary ref are hurting every yeah. single game. <laughs> every single game. He because we, so we saw it in our game, too. They and, ref Little League. <laughs> well, that's our answer. But anyways, like, we got fouled. The ref call it and give the ball to Montreal. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, come on. That's basic 101 referee, like, right there. So, and then I saw this clip, and I was like, no, this has to stop. I hope, hopefully, the league gets into the agreement with this ref. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I want to <laughs> see the old ref come, come back, Lord. even though those are horrible, too. But you, the, I you think. You thought it couldn't this, get worse. Exactly. 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 So oh, I, I knew I, it would get worse for sure. Pro, this, pro is bad. This is this this well, is horrible. Well, and, they haven't gone and got better reps. They've just got whoever is available. And you know what's exactly. funny? It it made a buzz all over the world. This play right here that I just showed, all over the world. They're talking about it. how are they going to host a World Cup if they have that officiating? That's and true. I keep saying That's this: okay. it's a bad look for the league. It's a bad look for. You know, if you want to say that they're favoring Messi, which I, I feel like they are sometimes because he's the face of the league, you know, it just it's bad all around. It's, it's bad PR. I mean, Marky Delgado posted it himself, like reposted Hercules Gomez on on Twitter. So the actual player that this happened to is posting this on on social media. It's how more evident can you get? Like if they don't rescind the red card, then, then what are we doing? Uh, you know exactly. what I mean? It, it's ridiculous. Now, are we going to do Copa America with those refs, with pro? Like, they need to put this, I mean, 2026 is around the corner. You could maybe try to play Copa America with these type of refs. Do you think Comeball is going to permit that? They're not going to do that. They're not going to allow it. This is already making a buzz everywhere. We're being joked around, but everywhere else, because we're, for them, a joke league. Because we have that type of officiating. Japan, the J1 League, has better officiating. You know what really sucks is last year in the League's Cup, we played Miami, and it wasn't really called fairly, and there was definitely some things that should have been called that affected the game. And honestly, it was kind of disappointing because I didn't actually get to see you know, a fair game. And now I, with these refs coming in and what we've seen, I just... Everything points to Saturday being a disaster for the refing. Like it points yep. to it being because of the the type of game it is, because of the fact it's a derby between two two of the top teams in the East, right? And you, guys like Messi, whenever he's on the field, everything's ramped up. And I I really feel like Saturday is going to be a a refing disaster. I have mm. my hopes up that this will be settled. Because I saw on Twitter that uh, our commissioner is having a meeting about this on the 28th. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> What's he going to do? He's just fly around the country. He's having <laughs> meetings, ruining stuff. Uh, I just, it's just, it kills the magic of the game. Let's, yeah. let's say like that. So, and it's it just makes us look bad as uh, organizers of some sort of any uh, of a soccer event. It makes you just look horrible. You know what? What guarantees do you have that that, that they're going to be able to to 
have top top level players playing here in the United States with great officiating. Well, the officiating already sucked, so it's like yeah. we're we're basically hoping to get back our bad refs because the refs we have right now are even worse, and we just we want to get back to the bad and out of the really bad, but it's still all bad. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna read some last comments real quick. CJ replacement refs was like, "Hold my beer." <laughs> Literally. There you go. Thank you, guys. Uh, well, it was a great episode today for Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for everyone that supported us. Uh, about 20 people live right now. Thank you. If you're uh, listening to this, thank you so much. Drop us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, as always, like we say, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Cavalry game. And vamos Orlando, guys. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Have a good one, guys. Oh, 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 oh,